Is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. I've listened to a lot of history podcasts, like seriously thousands of episodes across hundreds of pods, and the only thing more reliable than Podfade is good old mission creep. Podfade can only be addressed by continuing to do the show. That's kind of how these things work. And you've got not only my commitment on that, but at this point, I've got a bit of a resume to point to, because popular history is still going, and stronger than ever based off the recent download numbers. I'm unleashed, and people seem here for it. And now, I get to do this every day forever, as long as I make sure I'm getting my chores done, and my kids raised, and my vice pope is loved to bits. But we do need to talk scope, because popular history's history proves that mission creep is real for me too, and I want to make sure our main narrative fulfills its two main objectives in my lifetime, namely, telling the administrative history of the Catholic Church through Project Veritas, and discussing, rating, and ranking the cardinals of the Catholic Church through cardinal numbers. Cardinal numbers is straightforward, but would not work well without Project Veritas to give it context and framework. Project Veritas, meanwhile, benefits from the lightheartedness and variety that Cardinal Numbers brings to the table. There is a certain inner variety that has developed as I've mapped out the first few centuries of Project Veritas. Seven canon topics, if you will, that make up Project Veritas as a whole. And yes, you guessed it, today I am absolutely going to map them onto my other set of seven, the elements of Cardinalness. Let's get going. Then we'll add in an eighth topic, because... Why not? The first canon topic for Project Veritas is saints. I've connected them to the first element, creation, because ultimately, being made a saint is tied up with being made a new creation by the work of the Holy Spirit. I will not cover all the saints that are or have ever been recognized by Rome, as even I'm not that ambitious. There are about 10,000 named saints, I'm not even kidding, not to mention many more unnamed ones who are groups of martyrs. My scale for individual descriptions caps in the thousands, not in the tens of thousands. But we will talk about a number of saints as we go, and I'm willing to commit to making some episodes for folks who got canonized in unusual ways, you know, not being clergy, or taking vows, or being martyred, or being nobility. So watch out for these lay non-martyrs as we go. We'll obviously also talk about various martyrs and saints who were clergy or in religious life as well, but I don't want to focus on them as much. They're less of a relatable example, and they're covered more extensively. I mean, if you want to make a podcast that covers all the saints and dedicates an episode to each of St. Ursula's 11,000 virgins, by all means, go ahead. Heck, I'll go back and insert a plug for it here. In the meantime, folks can check out Saint Podcast if I don't cover enough saints for their liking in Project Veritas. Another prominent topic for Project Veritas will be papal selection, paired with the second element, continuity. And yes, I'm putting all this up on the website in the Project Veritas section, so you don't have to write it down. Third on the list, we've got the emperors, tied with the third element, that of exile. As students of papal history know, things haven't always been smooth between the popes and the emperors, starting with the first pope being executed by one of the first emperors. 
The emperors are mostly gone now. I don't think Naruhito is looking to destroy Francis, but there are still worldly powers that can look to fill the gaps, whether they're nominally emperors or not. And sometimes, like with Garibaldi's volunteers, they're quite the opposite of emperors. But if it's a worldly threat or a frenemy of the papacy, whenever we need to talk about the potential or actual temporal oppressors of the Catholic Church, they'll wind up in this emperor's category. Of course, it's not like every interaction of the church and the world has this sort of apocalyptic undertones that justify association with the exile element. For more normal interactions of the church and the world, we've got the canon topic of nations, or nuncios. This is where we talk of nuncios and legates doing their daily work, acting as ambassadors and such. It's not all going to be stereotypically dull stuff, as the first few Christians laying groundwork in a given area often end up as martyrs, after all. In later times, colonialism will have us depressed, but our first focus here will be on a collection of proto-martyrs, so that should be a jaunt. The element here is service, since that's usually the diplomatic pitch. Of course, it's not like the Catholic Church is the only religion in the world. The often fraught history of the relationship of the Catholic Church with other religions is associated with the cardinal element of relationship. Now, the award for the most obvious pairing of a side topic and a cardinal element is the marriage between the cardinal element of Romanitas and the canon topic of the city of Rome. Yes, as part of Project Veritas, we'll keep tabs on the eternal city through the ages. How could we not? Next, Pope Urban's confidence aside, I am aware that not every Christian is Roman Catholic. Our seventh canon topic for Project Veritas, paired with our last element, Pericleity, that guidedness by the Holy Spirit, is issues of ecumenism and church unity within Christianity as a whole and Catholicism itself. Church councils, for instance, will go here as, at least theoretically, they are part of the path of unity. Lastly, and without a separate cardinal element, because it's kind of a meta-element and a meta-topic, we're going to have lots of discussion of sources and hagiography, also known as writing about history, as well as writing about writing about history. Look, I'm a librarian and a history nerd. I love looking into and talking about the sources we'll find along the way. Now, that's enough for today. I'm sure tomorrow will be a banger as we begin a series of chats with Trevor Cully of the History of Persia podcast, starting with a two-parter chat about Zoroastrianism and then its numerology, so we can consider its apparent connections with Judeo-Christian numerology, which you're going to get to know as one of my favorite topics, and which, to this day, helps guide some of the decisions about the makeup of the College of Cardinals. There's a reason I came up with seven of these elements, after all. See you tomorrow for the beginning of that two-parter. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.